Welcome back to Elevate Inspiration for Sunday School. We're in lesson eight of See You in Sunday School. The subject is tradition and love. I am excited, you all, about this lesson. So let's get started. Now, we're still looking at the writings of Solomon, but we go into what I consider the love book, the Song of Solomon. So our means of entering marriage are totally different in the Bible, especially when Solomon writes this. So when he narrates this book, marriage was arranged between two families for various social, territorial or financial reasons. Today, we don't have that. We don't have arranged marriage. I can imagine my kids, especially my girls, allowing me to arrange a marriage for them. I can see hear my daughter now. Especially my baby girl. Daddy, I do not like him. Daddy, I am not attracted to him. But in the Bible day, that was arranged marriage. So a man and a woman was created for a perfect world in the Garden of Eden. Now think about that. And there is a sense in which the blessings of God upon marriage are a foretaste of the restoration of that perfect home. So we're, we're going to jump right into uh, Psalms of Solomon. We're going to be looking at actually the fourth chapter and jumping into the fifth chapter for just one verse. So I want you to think about this. Both the man and the woman employed a Gordon metaphor. The two of them use this metaphor to describe their wedding and the consummation of their love. And they use the metaphor of a Gordon that's kind of hard for us to realize today. But think about a garden with all of the beautiful flowers, with all of the fragrance, with all of the fruit that it has, the veggies. Let's think about that as we go through this. Okay, so in order for me to jump to verse eight, let me kind of give you some background. So the wedding ceremony is actually complete. The wedding night has begun. So the new heaven, husband lavish his new bride with the admiration for her attractiveness. See, to him, she is beautiful. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Verse one says she is very beautiful. She has no imperfection. Her eyes, her teeth, her lips, her neck are all described with poetic praise when you look at verses one through four. And although these could have been adorned before the wedding day, but even he describes her breasts and it received praise in verse five and six. So we actually see what the couple is naked and not ashamed. It parallels the Gordon of Eden. So in verse eight, listen at this. Come with me from Lebanon, my spouse with me from Lebanon. Look from the top of Amon, from the top of Shinir and Hermon, from the lounge den and from the mountains of the lepers. So he is telling her, come with me, my spouse. So they are married and this is the wedding night. And like I said earlier, they are both naked. So we have a consummation is getting ready to take place. But look at verse nine. Oh, I love verse nine. It says, thou has ravished my heart, my sister my spouse sisters like saying my love my sweetheart my darling and then he says it again thou hast ravished my heart with one of thine eyes with one chain of thy neck 
look at it in the, the now I use the 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 passion translation instead of using the message this time I want it because that kind of it kind of give us a more modern day view of it so verse 9 for there it says for you reach into my heart with one flesh flash of your eyes I am undone by your love my beloved my equal my bride you leave me breathless I am overcome by mer by merely a glance from your wash worshiping eyes for you have stolen my heart I am beheld hostage to your love and by the grace of righteousness shining upon you Ah oh, man, these are magnificent words. These are love words. These are words of passion. Can you feel it as you read through this? My question I have for you is, what in the formal sentence can you use to express the feelings of these verse? What line can you use to talk about your sweetheart? I like what Maya Angelou says, in all the world there is no heart for me like yours. In all the world, there is no love for you like mine. Oh boy, you didn't think, you didn't realize there was so much passion, so much love written in the Bible. <laughs> but let's let's move to the next outline. My outline is love express. So here, what Solomon does is he describes his new bride as a locked garden. In other words, she is a virgin, which means she have never known a man until this night. She has been locked until the appropriate time. But now on her wedding night, she is open for her husband enjoyment. Man, now this is verses 10 through 15. I want to read this in the passion. Listen, listen, verse 10. How satisfying to me, my equal, my bride, your love is my is my finest wine, intoxicating and thrilling. And your sweet perfume praises, so excited, so pleasing. Your loving words are like the honeycomb to me. Your tongue release milk and honey, for I find the promised land flowing within you. The fragrance of your worshiping love surrounds you with scented robes of white. My darling bride, my private paradise fastened to my heart, a secret spring that no one else can have are you. A bubbling fountain hidden from the public view. What a perfect partner to me now that I have you. Your inward life is now sprouting, bringing forth fruit. What a beautiful paradise unfold within you. When I'm near you, I smell aromas of the finest spices for my cluster of my exquisite fruit. Now grow within your inward garden. Here are the nine pomegranates of passion hidden from heaven. Spicknar, so sweet, saffron shine, and fragrant calamus from the cross, sacred cinnamon, branches of scented wood, mirth like tears from a tree, and aloe as eagles ascending. You are a fountain of gardens, a well of lime, living 
correction, a well of living water springs up from within you like a mountain brewery flowed, flowing into my heart. Let me say that again. Wait a minute. I messed that one up. A well of living water springs up from within you like a mountain brook flowing into my heart. Oh boy, that's love expressed. And he's saying those words, that's he now, saying those words on the night of their honeymoon. Oh boy, what magnificent words that gets a person roused up. The question I want you to think about is, why do the reference to different spices help us understand the depth of love expressed in these verses? Mm -hmm. Now, she springs forth. She invites him in because she ills heals Gordon. Notice that now in verse 16, she invites him in because she is his Gordon. He accepts her invitation and his delight in her is depicted as enjoyment of the choices of pleasures. Think about the, those, uh, those adjectives he used earlier, mirth, spice, honey, wine, and milk. Verse 16. Awake, O north wind, come thou south, blow upon my garden that the spice thereof may flow out. Let my beloved come into his garden and eat his pleasant fruits. Now, notice now, this is her saying, come in and then blow upon my garden that the spices thereof may flow out. So we see that consummation is coming here. Let my beloved come into his garden. She is giving herself to him. And now she is saying, my body is your garden. And then she said, eat his pleasant fruit. And then verse one, a, I am coming to my garden, my sister, my spouse. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey and that honeycomb, think about honey and how sweet and savory it is. How you take a bite and you just let it savor in your mouth. I have drunk my wine that have reference to sex. I have drunk my wine with my meal. That's him saying it and that's, it kind of have a lesson in with 5a, but I just had to throw the end part of verse one in here because the end part says, eat, O friend, drink ye, drink abundantly, O beloved. And basically what that is saying is that's actually another voice there. That is actually God. That is actually saying, I accept this relationship. When we get married, we are marrying and that is a union that God is putting together. And here he is pleased with what take place in the bedroom. Because he says at the end, oh friend, drink, yeah, drink abundantly, oh beloved. 
the ones that I love. This is something that God and God has directed. And you think about back to the Garden of Eden when he made Eve and Adam. There was a reason for that. And when we look at a marriage, we must look back to the Garden of Eden. So the question I want you to think about is, what primary principle can be understood from these verses? What, what, what is the main thing that we can get from this today? Today, You know, and the thought to remember is, God ordained committed relationships. I want to repeat that again. God ordained committed relationships. And a lesson learned, this is what I got out of this, because I, I encourage you to read this entire Psalms of Solomon. One of the most important lessons to take away from the Psalms of Solomon is that God offers extraordinary blessings to ordinary men and women who commit themselves to godly marriage. For instance, a repeated theme in the Psalms of Solomon is a warning against stirring up or wakening love until the right time. You see that in the second chapter, verse seven, the third chapter, verse five, and the eighth chapter, verse four. So in other words, if I awaken love for another, then I must continue to love because true love surpasses everything. True love is satisfying. True love is faithful. And true love will last forever. Like I always say, see you in Sunday school. You know, I just want to spend a few time here on reflection. A lot of times, you know, when we read through Psalms of Solomon, and I had opportunity earlier um, this year to actually go through the whole book. And the key verse here is, Awake, O north wind, and come thou south. Blow upon my garden, that the spices thereof may flow out. Let my beloved come unto his garden and eat his pleasant fruits. You know, like I said earlier during the lesson, that this is actually a consummation of two individuals, a man and a woman. You know, sometimes we take relationships not as serious as we should take relationships. And I just want you to reflect back on your relationship that you have with someone and that sometimes we need to recommit ourselves or fall back in love with our spouse or, or with our if we're single we need to read this from a standpoint that God is going to provide that right person for me one day and I want to be able to share the love like it's written here in the Psalms of Solomon this is very important and it's something that God has ordained. Let us pray. Dearest Heavenly Father, help us to honor you as we honor our commitment in marriage and in singleness. Help us to demonstrate the same love that you have for us as to one that you have given us in marriage. Help us who are single to savor the same commitment in the future. In Jesus' name I pray.